What's good, neighborhood? We're back with another Broken Records episode. This is your boy, Ray Rashawn. Back and I'm better. Still here. Living to see another day. Staying dangerous. Your boy, Marquise Q. Back in the building. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are here live in color. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, I guess Sean's, you can tell Sean's excited for what we about to talk about this episode. Definitely. Look, if you, whoever listened to it, to this right now, this is what I need you to do. Sure. I need you to go get you something. If you twist, if you do that, yeah, you good. <laughs> If you need a little wine and stuff on, go ahead and get that. You straight. Go ahead and pause it and come back. Definitely. We'll, we'll be here. We're going to wait for you. Go ahead. But nah, for real. If you haven't been listening to the other packs or the episodes of this pack before now, then you might. This is not the one to start on. I'm just going to say it. This is not the one to start on because we're going to be doing a lot of backtracking, doing a lot of comparisons. So I advise you to start from the beginning. But, you know, tease is on. I ain't going to tell you what to do in your own household. You know what I mean? How y'all boys feeling uh, uh, so far, bro? How y'all how y'all like the these projects so far? Going back and listening to them, like now, it's it get it, it puts me back in that frame of mind and like just being older, you understand stuff a little bit better. But I'm still able to still feel the same feels when I first listened to it. So it's just I'm glad we're doing this to be honest. Like tapping back in the cold, we did Kendrick previously, so it's just it's been different, bro. Definitely. Honestly, yeah, I get a better appreciation and more appreciation for J. Cole now going back and listening to all his albums. And, um, you know, really, I felt like I'm kind of reliving my childhood a little bit by going back and listening to these albums because I felt like I slept on them. And like I said, I can't beat myself enough in the head for, you know, not appreciating it for the time that I did. But I feel like, well, like Eric just said, like, I'm older now. I can understand things a little bit more. So, you know, it might have been God's plan for me not to really listen to that album because I feel like I would have missed a lot of things he was saying back then, you know, you know, 2013, just going to South Florence and whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really enjoying this ride. Like, this is really doing a lot for me more than y'all think it is. So, like I said, I'm glad to be amongst good brothers that know music. That's really the blessing in all this. Yes, sir. We gave y'all the Friday Night Lights. We gave y'all Cold World Sideline Story. We just gave y'all Born Center. And we're welcoming back my boy Brandon Moss to another episode of the podcast. Yes, sir. He, yes, sir. he yes, sir. showed up. He showed up and showed out. So, you know, we, we only invite people that know music. If you get invited on back-to-back episodes, you know, you got to know something. Like, you got to be good. You got to be good. Hey, like he, had his, he had his top five <laughs> ready, so he, he definitely stamped. I appreciate it, appreciate it, appreciate it. Sean, I know it was debating on whether you want to go give this a name, but, like, even say the title. But what, what are we, how are we going to start this episode? Bro, I was thinking double platinum, no features. <laughs> what else there to talk about? If 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 you had a, a dictionary and you looked up perfect, <laughs> I definitely feel like this. You just need to just see just the cover art. Just that be just be sitting right up under it. That's how I feel about this project, bro. Back well, back in 2014, this project dropped like December 9th, 2014, bro. Senior mm-hmm. year of high school, bro. We were vibing. Jeez. We were vibing. We were vibing. Bro, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, bro. This is why I like Cole, bro, because I feel like Cole, like, 
I feel like we connect on another level, bro. Like, Cole gave me an album when I was in middle school. Facts. He gave me a project in middle school. One when I first got to high school, freshman year. Set the tone. One in the middle. Hey, where you at? <laughs> and then one my senior year of high school. Bro. Wait, wait, just, wait to close the book. You see what I'm saying? I just felt like, and I definitely, 24, bro, I needed this album. Bro. When it dropped, I definitely needed this album. Bro, I remember you used to be bumping this joint like heavy, bro. End of 2015, bro. You still playing now? Definitely. Hey. Bro, this is honestly like you gotta describe it like Sean said, perfect, timeless. It's just it's everything in a positive light. Like if you don't like this album, you need to yeah, stop listening to this and just go home and just reevaluate your life. Stop listening to music altogether, honestly. Oh shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, at that point, you don't you don't appreciate it. You don't need to listen. Cut it all off. Give me your phone. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to go and dive into 2014 Forest Hill Drive. It would be an injustice if we was going to do a J. Cole pack and did not talk about this album. Like, we, it's just something we could not afford to do. Like, not financially, but just in the, just in our good character. We we couldn't afford not to do this. If we yeah. if we didn't do this, they'd be like, y'all don't know music. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, y'all see y'all running, running from the big boy albums. Oh, the, boy, the, boy, the way they boys exist. <laughs> But shoot, I remember, um, not even remember, the last episode, Brandon, you had said um, you felt like Born Center or um, 2014 Forest Hill Drives, it was um, basically a views type album or something along those lines. Yeah. Like, just elaborate a little bit more. Tell me, like, what this album means to you and where's the correlation at, if there's one? Ooh, man. <laughs> this album is, to me, like, Cole's Take Care. Like, it's, it's just a perfect out. Like, I can't even... It is perfect from straight down. Like when I first came out, I was like 13 songs. That's a that's a lot, you know. We're gonna see how it rides, but like yeah. just perfect. Like I, I just don't I have no words for it. It's just like um double platinum. I feel like he really should have got a Grammy for this album. I don't know how the Grammy committee I mean, can look at, you know, can there listen was, to there was another tough project out that year. There there was and I, I feel but still, man, it, <laughs> this album was just like it got to like, be a award. That's something, right? Yeah. <laughs> we need to make it something. We, need, we, need yeah. <laughs> we do need to make it something. But this album was just, like, really good. Um, just from head to toe. Like, it's just... You, you can't mention J. Cole's discography and not bring this album up. Honestly, when you think of J. Cole, you honestly will probably zoom in at this. Like, you'll zone into this album right here. Had an HBO documentary. You know how hard it is to get that? Like, <laughs> it's just it just did, like, really good, man. Um, and I, I was just honestly, I, I don't say I'm proud of artists, but when he made this, I was like, damn, Cole, like, yo. Like, <laughs> so you, you Cole the guy yeah. for real. After you yeah, listen yeah, to the right. like, all right, all right. My fault, my I'm fault, a, I'm a, my fault. That's all you can say, bro. So how do y'all boys, like, when, do you think this album solidified J. Cole's status as being the baby the goat? Like, do you think this was Michael Jordan's three-peat? In oh, yeah. terms of basketball, Definitely. I can't. I don't know if I can say that, but this album solidified that J. Cole's always gonna be in the conversation. Um, the, the, you got you got to give respect to all these other artists out, all the other artists out here as well. But J. Cole solidified that if you're having that conversation, then you have to include J. Cole, or else the conversation has no like substance. Yeah, you, I, I definitely, I definitely see the correlation you uh, draw right now. Uh. Possibly, yeah, but I mean, I feel like this album became the album 
And he, and if you look at, look at uh, like a lot of J Cole interviews, he always talked about like how he wanted to make like a classic or classics. Like when people talk about his project, they want to refer to them as classics or yeah. like as complete bodies of work. I really feel like this album was the album where everybody was like, okay, like yeah. nobody didn't know what was after this because it was so good. Like it was mm-hmm. like this became it got into that one of them levels like the trap soul like. Even like just projects that artists drop, and even the fans were like, I don't know if he can top it. This was the project mm-hmm. where I even thought to myself, I was like, I don't know if he can top this right here, bro. This is that good. Like, that's literally, that's why I feel like this project did for him. And I, I low key feel like that's the reason why a lot of people don't like Four Your Eyes Only. I, I feel I like people like Four Your Eyes Only, but I feel like people ain't really like connected with, connected with it like they connected with all the other cold projects because yeah. it's, it's the story behind Four Eyes Only is crazy in itself anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, so then with the music, like, it's like I said, it feels like a soundtrack for a, mu- a movie. Yeah. Like, I feel like that album is perfect, but I feel like this album dropped uh, December 9th, 2014. So basically, 2015. Yeah. And Four, uh, Four Eyes Only dropped in 2016. That's only like two years after, a year and a half, year yeah, change after. That's tough. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I feel like this album was so good that everybody was like, all right. But if you drop after this, it's just gonna be like some J. Yeah, Cole just, stuff, but it ain't gonna be 2014 4 Zero Drive. I think the other beautiful thing, and I'm gonna try to make this the last time I make this comparison, but like it's just a memoir <laughs> to your city. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I swear I'm gonna try. But like 2014 4 Zero Drive, obviously, you know, that's where Cole grew up. And like it, I feel like it's a memoir for like his life, where he's been so far. Like I feel like he kind of really sums up that chapter. Like he's. I think this is really the last time where he talks about his struggle and stuff like that, or anything he went through from there on out. It's just like a more of a conscious perspective. And, you know, I feel like that's kind of what Drake was aiming to do with views. So I feel like between the two projects, Drake, I'm sorry, uh, J. Cole definitely executed it better. And so I could see, Brandon, why you would lean to this being more of a take care type album for him. But all in all, just a beautiful memoir to to the city. You can't, can't follow anything about it. Definitely. I'm not even going to lie. Like, J. Cole, when J. Cole came to Columbia, I think it was like 2017 or late 2016 for Four Your yeah. Eyes Only. My yeah, girlfriend yeah. at the time got me tickets and I told her to sell those tickets because of how good this album was. I didn't want to see, like, after I saw how good, like, listening to Forest Hill Drive and then seeing how good, like, his tour was for that, I was like, I'm not going to see him do Four Your Eyes Only at a music farm. It was just, it was oh, just, shit. yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like, I told her to sell the tickets. <laughs> She did. She got her money back, but I was like, no, nah, I can't. I can't so do it. Perform, I thought, like, when they, like, you sure he didn't perform the 2014 Forest Hill Drive? Because I thought they had a set. Or did he just I think, I think he was strictly for your eyes only at, um, at that, at that set he did. Uh-huh. I think the only one he did was the, um, was, was the only song I really like on for your eyes only was, um, niggas think, neighbors think I'm selling dope. Um, that, I think he did, like, the little, like, oh, this, this was this beat. From um, Forest Hills Drive, I played it backwards, and that was this. Oh, yeah, from Bitter Fruit, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people didn't know that he was um in Columbia during 2017 at the Music Farm. I tried to tell people that it was like, no, he wasn't. I said, bro, yes, he was. Like, he was really there. <laughs> he, he was there. <laughs> I think that was the same year that Kanye West said he was gonna be at the William Bryce Stadium, but he kept out on that too. Dang, man, that would have been. I so. knew Kanye was gonna <laughs> <laughs> But nah, this um. Just diving in straight into the album, like, we'll just start with the title, F- 2014 Forest Hill Drive. Like, 
if you don't know nothing about coal, you can just Google that and just understand that coal is literally going to take you to a journey, literally starting from where he grew up at all the way into like where he's at right now mentally. Like, if this was if this was going to be anything short of a journey, then you obviously don't know Cole. Like when I talk, when you talk about like a storytelling like type of song, like from beginning to end, he's going to take you through a literal experience and a journey through his life and his mindset. Like this, this is all that album encompasses, and he's giving you hits. He's giving you the lyricism. He produced majority of his album, like we always been mentioning before. So I feel like Cole really put his heart, soul, and mind into this album, and you can see the results of it. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that, bro. Like, we let's just go ahead and dive in. What's what's some of y'all favorite songs off this album, bro? Q, you can take it if you want. Sheesh, oh, the pressure's on. Honestly, bro, like. A lot of my favorite songs aren't some of the songs that I guess a lot of people kind of gravitate to. Like January 28th is, is kind of like my favorite song. Um, just start off the bat. Not just because of the intro, but because, you know, January 28th, if you don't know, that's his birthday. And a lot of people don't know that the second song of Jay-Z's album, the Black album, is called December 4th. And, you know, that's kind of like, like we, like we know J. Cole, well, Jay-Z is J. Cole's favorite artist, so it's kind of paying homage. You always talk about how J. Cole pays homage to the people before him, the people that look up to him. So January 28th, just off the bat, the lyrics, like the meaning behind, like why he did that, like um, as the second uh, song in the album, that right there got my attention. And it's a good song at the end of the day too. Wet Dreams, I like Wet Dreams, but it got played out way too much. Like I was hearing that song on the radio. I was hearing that song, like uh, Brandon was saying, in Walgreens and Walmart, like it just got played out too, too much. 03 Adolescence, 03 Adolescence, you can do the math, that's when J. Cole turned 18, and he's really, like, taking you into the mindset of what an 18-year-old will be thinking about during that time. And you always hear, like, they're, they're, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big guy on, like, self-reflection, and I feel like that song kind of enticed him to be self-reflective in his life, because you always hear in the song, who am I? At that point in time, like, we're all trying to figure out who we are, like, what we're trying to do in the world, what we mean to people and stuff like that. So, O3 Adolescence is definitely a number one song for me as well. Uh, Attila Two Cities, Fire Squad, um, No Role Models, Hello, and Love Yours. Like, those are all some of my favorite songs off the album. And I'm not going to dive too much in deep, uh, deep into them. I already know I dive uh, deep into the first two, but I'm going to let y'all boys take it from here and like tell me, uh, tell the people where y'all favorite songs are as well. Shoot, you can touch that, Brandon. Uh, definitely Love Yours. Like, that I first I remember I first heard that and it's embarrassing. I, I had a tear coming down. I was like, damn, this it's like this one is beautiful. Like, <laughs> it's, like it's okay, I was, brother. Like, it's okay. I was like, man, this one is just beautiful, man. Like I don't I don't even it was just me thinking about how Cole even came to that. Like I'm always interested in like an artist and their process. Like how do you sit down in the studio and you just like create this and doubling in and you just get in the booth and you just like deliver like something like that because that that song is just crazy a tale of two cities i, I like a lot um anything that kind of reminds me of like growing up back home i like a lot and he, he him just talking about like the violence and like the two sides of the dude getting robbed and him robbing a dude like it, I, did, I just like i like that type of stuff and definitely january 28th um, that's probably the I think that was the first song I heard from the album actually. 
before I actually listened to it all the way through. That was like the first song I heard on, and that that's just him going in. Like I, I just love when Cole gets in his lyrical back and just proves to us that he can like rap. You know, like I, you know, I might be singing and doing stuff like that, but I, you know, I still, I'm not. My pen game is still up there. So, thanks. Mass tough. Um, I'm kind of like the rest of you guys. Um, what like you were talking about the one that got played out. A lot of wet dreams. I feel like no role models, man. They rolled that to the goddamn heels for the law. Telling you. <laughs> but um, what are some of my favorites? Uh, January 28th, and I'm honestly in love with the intro. Is this the one? Let me make sure I'm saying it correctly. But, um, do you want to, do you want to be happy? Like, come on, come on. Like, <laughs> free from pain, free from, come on now. No, that's, that's poetry. You come on now. That. That's poetry. Definitely. So it's the intro, January 28th. Um, I like St. Tropez. Um, hello. And, um, I guess cap it off with five. Love yours. Those were, those were solid picks right there, bro. Um, I got to go with Love Yours. That's just him talking about fame and fortune. That just, I just definitely, that, because rappers wasn't talking about that at that time. Like, yeah. Like, that was just some different, like, Cole, like, if you as a bigger rapper as he is, you're supposed to be, like, the guy. But Cole always is trying to make it seem like, no, I'm just as normal as you are. Like, we're literally the same. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he always tried to be relatable. So that's why, you know what I'm saying? You you kind of gotta fuck with his music because he's trying so hard to be relatable. Like, God dang, this guy must be yeah. really grounded like that, for real for real. And it's not like like we can see that he just came out like he just happened to make it out. But like, I, I acknowledge someone is able to pay homage to their roots and then come back to it. Like y'all know the story. Um, I think it was after this album he did Love Yours. I think he did it in uh, North Carolina. Bought a house and everything and just recorded there. I, I think that's how I think that's how he did Four Years Eyes only or yeah. at least most of it there. So just to see him just continue that thing about being grounded, that's one thing I'm always gonna respect Cole about because, you know, just him being on this side, like he's North Carolina or South Carolina guys, I feel like Cole is really speaking for us. Like the stuff he's going through, like I can see that shit happening in Florence, to be honest. Right. So and I I really feel like this album really tells a story of because honestly when this album first came out, I probably didn't tap in the way I was really supposed to. I didn't really feel what he was saying as much as I really did I, I until like, I went off to school and went away from, like, a different place because this whole project is really just talking about, because after this, after Born Center, Cole is at the top of the top. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's the biggest yeah. that he ever been. So, he's really just talking about being grounded. 2014 Forest Hill Drive, that's where he grew up. Like, that's him coming back down to earth. Yeah. Because, just like he always say, Atlanta the Snakes and the other albums and the other projects and all the other stuff we talk about, like, being in L.A., being in Hollywood, like, that can boost your head up and you become the character. Mm-hmm. Like he would be, like he was like, I don't want to become J. Cole. Like, I want to stay Jermaine. Yeah. Like I really that really connected with me because when you think about it, he really just talking about coming home. Like nothing's like you ain't gonna love nothing like home, no matter how small your town is. Like yeah. when you go away and come back to appreciate it, you always gonna you're always gonna appreciate it. This album is perfect to play like like if you're in college or something like that, you just going home visit some family. Yeah. Like just play like a few of these songs, bro. It's just it's gonna bro. be a ride. I mean, I don't know if y'all know this, bro. Wet Dreams was like originally recorded in 2009. Oh wow! Damn. Yeah. I didn't it was know one. Of, it was one of his like songs, that first songs that he was recording and shit. But yeah. he never just released it because, of course, being at that age in 2009, he was a lot younger then. Yeah. So he was kind of like, eh, I don't yeah. know if I wanna. I can see that. But. Coming back to this album, him coming back down to earth, 
it was just perfect for him to put it on this album because he like, I can't make 2014 Forest Hills Drive and not put this song on. Like, when I know I recorded this that. in Fayetteville, like when I was coming up, like I just got to. I think, I, I think this album was like, like I think I said it before. This was like his homecoming album. Like he's coming back, and y'all, y'all touched on a good point. Just talking about like him going away and then coming back, and then realizing, you know, how important home is. You know, even from him like buying that house and turning it into a recording studio. Just coming back because he was in New York for a while. I used to remember hearing stories of like Cole just be biking, like random, like you'd be. You'll randomly just be in New York and you'll see him like biking. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, he was up there even after school, right? So yeah. he moved up there for school. Yeah. And then he was just in New York the entire time. Like, yeah, when he got signed off. The fast. entire time. Yeah. Like, because I'll never forget, he did like a uh, um, a show at NYU. And this was before he was big. I think it was before Sideline Story came out. And I forgot what, um, what song he did where he's talking about, like, I think it was like Abuse. And he was like playing the role of the guy, and then he played the role of the woman, and he performed that song, but it was only like for five dollars, and nobody was really rocking with it because they didn't really know him. And then was it Lost Ones? Now. Yeah, it was Lost yeah, Ones. Yeah, Lost Ones. Yeah, they wasn't ready. That, song, they they weren't that song is pure. They bro. weren't tapped in. That's oh my god, they weren't tapped in at all. Like, and I, I, I was like, dang, five dollars, because I remember a homegirl who went to it. She was like, yeah, this um artist named J Cole. He performed there for like. It was only like five dollars. He was like, "All right." I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, damn. But yeah. But hearing all these perspectives really puts me in a good state of mind. This like everybody's kind of taking something different from them, but like the overall theme that I'm getting from this is like, you know, we all want to go back to when times were simple, like when we didn't have all the worries in the world. Like we see what it's like to be like in the scene, like with everything that's like jumping around. Like for example, J. Cole being New York, but. He like why does J Cole want to go back to Fayetteville like Forest Hill Drives like there's got to be something that's bringing him back like it's either there's something there that he wants to go back to or there's something he's currently at that he doesn't want to like you know be around him he wants to escape from and honestly when I look at this album bro like looking at it, like tracklist wise from like beginning to end it's really two albums in one if you if I if, you know if that's okay to say because when you look at um, tracks one through i would say eight they're all talking about his upbringing like him being in uh fayetteville like this well him being in fayetteville slash um new york city but then tracks like from no role models all the way down to uh the last song was well, not really a song but it's kind of like the thank yous that he's given to like everybody that kind of played a part in like his life like those are completely different like tones of what he's trying to convey so like one through like from January 28th to get off my dick, he's pretty much like telling you about what he was thinking about on his journey, like to become famous, like where he got to, uh, where he was at when he became famous. But every other song after that, like nine through 14, I would say, he's giving you that perspective, like, yo, I already, t- I already took you to the journey one through eight. Now, let me tell y'all, like, why it's really important for those times that I was like, you know, struggling, those times where like, like he said in the song, I feel like being broke was better. Like, let me take you back to like when I was broke and why those moments of me being broke really are something that it really something I really like value. And like, I learned a lot more lessons and everything I went through and like this Hollywood shit and everything. That's not what it's all meant to be. So I really look at this album as being two totally separate albums, but it all tells one story. And he's taking you through one journey. So that's really why I appreciate it, honestly. That's definitely an interesting perspective. 
I guess everybody's giving their appreciation. What, what would you all uh, rate the album? Uh, I, I think I'll stay last. I think y'all already know it. Mike, right? Yeah. <laughs> Pop one. Bruh. I got to go again, bro. I went last time. Hey, keep talking. On the spot. <laughs> Bruh. I mean, it's a 10 out of 10. To keep it simple, it's a 10 out of 10. Like, if you say anything but a 10 out of 10, like, it's double, it's double platinum with no features. And triple. I think it's... What you say, Q? It's triple platinum. It's triple platinum with no features? As of May 2019. Sheesh. Oh, wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. Dog. I wonder why he had a Lambo truck. Put <laughs> <laughs> one song just got a R A R I double A certified too. I don't know what that accolade stands for, but I'm pretty sure that's got to be big in some category. I think they're the ones that give out that uh, tri- triple platinum, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, he he definitely did his thing. Definitely have to give it. If I could give it an 11 <laughs> on the scale of a 10 Break the scale. Out of 10. I would like because I mean that album is just like honestly if you don't like this album like I understand you're not a J Cole fan you know everything for music is perspective but just say you're not a J Cole because if you don't like this album I, I don't know what to tell you like it's just this album is just perfect from head to toe you can really listen to it from the first track and just let it slide like let it ride and that's honestly how I determine that's one of the factors I put in when I'm like rating an album and. Just like what he was talking about, and to do this, like after you made Born Center, it's like okay, you know, Cole's a uh, he's a he's a good or a great artist to like becoming like all right, he's in he's in the he's in the talks now of being like up there. Like you you can't say Drake Kendrick and not bring up Cole. You can't. I mean, unless you just don't like his type of music, you can't really say those two artists without bringing him up because he's in there. He's he's on that triple threat. So. Um, definitely an 11 out of 10, <laughs> in my opinion. Definitely. I like that. Um, you touched on something um, good, just to piggyback off that before I get my rating. I feel like J. Cole makes complete bodies of works, or at least that's his yes. attempt every time. He's definitely got a yeah. concept, a vision, and a theme that he's trying to execute. Um, how well he does it, that's really just up to your perspective. Um, I know as far as me, when it comes to J. Cole projects, um, it's very rare that I'm just gonna pick one song and just listen to. Like if I if I'm getting into J Cole, I'm gonna get into it. I'm gonna get nasty, man. I'm gonna go top to bottom. Like probably won't see any skips out of it either. So I just feel like some of his pedigree to continue to do that, and that's his mission every time. Like I know what to expect. It's it's nothing but love. But um, rating wise, definitely a ten out of ten. Um, albeit it's not my favorite project, I, I'm still rocking with Born Center, but this one is not far behind. Like it's just. Like if you hate on it, then you're just you just have hate in your heart. Like there's just no reason for you to dislike it, honestly. <sighs> Man, I think y'all already know it. Y- y'all already know what I'm like. <laughs> but just, just look, just listen to this real quick. <laughs> Keep my head high. But nah, but nah, for real, bro. Seriously, no, seriously, no. Uh, bro. I don't. I just. I think it, it always shocks me that this this album is. It's only thirteen songs. You know, for some Cole probably. I think his last Born Center was like what? Like, with the I deluxe, think with the deluxe. With the like, deluxe, it was like fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, something like that. But uh, I always appreciated it. He he really just. I could tell he really sat down. And was like, all right, I'm about to. I'm about to just do this right here. Like yeah. you can tell, like I feel like this was one of the albums that he had probably like a hundred songs. 
different versions yeah. of the album. Or just had, he just recorded that many. Yeah. And then was like, all right, let's see what, let's just build it from there. Like, I just, cause, like, because the energy you you hear in the music, yeah. I know he was on this vibe for a minute. So it ain't like he just made these 13 right here and was just like, all right. Like, I feel like he was pouring, like, you can you can almost feel like you learned a piece of him or gained a piece of J Cole by listening to this project. Like you feel like you know him, like like he your homeboy. Like that's what I feel like with this project, bro. Like you, I don't know, bro. This I ain't no al- other album has connected with me like this album has. I'll just say that it's definitely yeah. one of the um like it's it's in the discussion or well, not even in the discussion. Yeah. It's it's definitely. It's definitely on one of the best albums of the last decade. Like it's in there with a trap soul over it, like um, Good Kid, Mad City. It's definitely one of the best albums of the last decade, hands down. So if I if I could give it a fifteen out of ten, I would. Man, I just I don't know, man. I just I, I don't understand. And this is just even a sidebar conversation. We don't stay on it long, but like. I just feel like I don't understand how you don't give homage to music like this. I feel like we're at a point now where the generations beneath us, you know, just the same way we did, we did for Jay-Z and Nas and stuff like that, we you know, pay our due diligence. I'm struggling to see why the generation underneath doesn't do the same. Like, you guys know J. Cole, mm-hmm. and I'm, I can't even remember the buddy name. Um, it's Lil Something. I think he was saying fuck J. Cole or something like that. Oh, you saw the interview? He, he did an oh, interview with Pump? He did, you yeah. Saw, uh, was it Lil Pump? I think Lil, Lil Pump. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> First of all, I don't even know where Lil Pump's at. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope he's okay. But it's just, with Donald Trump. See, never mind. I don't hope he's. Well, never mind. I ain't gonna wish bad on nobody. But, <laughs> I'm about to say, Eric, <laughs> the fans is watching. This should be like everybody recognize like J Cole's a guy. This album is great. Like it, it just resonates deep, and I, it don't it doesn't take much for you to understand that there's a deeper meaning. You may not understand it, but you know it's deeper than what you're really listening for. So. I'm just made like I'm listening to it now as we're talking. Like he just I'm hearing something different every time and it's just hitting some a different chord. And I think I think the the thing that's funny about I don't know if y'all know this or not, but Cole said he recorded like a lot of this project when he was in LA. Yeah. Like oh, he was God. like you if you listen to the album it's such a like it's it's really a fate now a fate well, a fate not fate now, a fate bill album. Like it's really like an album by him being at home, but he recorded it away. He said even when he was recording it in LA in Hollywood, he was just like, "Am I bugging right now? Like, am I tweaking?" <laughs> Bro, Cole. And this makes sense now because if you look at it, Cole's always—it's like he's always working on a project while he's in the middle of like a touring with another yes. project. And I think he had one line, and I'm quoting it probably bad, but it's just like, "I'm so ahead of my times that my present is my future." He says something like that, so he's always thinking ahead. When I, he, when I be in the future, I'll be reminiscing. Exactly, and it's just like mm. he's always like. It's like he's conscious, but he's not here. He's like always looking forward to the next thing, and it just makes me wonder, like, his perspective. Honestly, like it just changes, and you see, like he's wiser when it comes to the other artists and his uh, his contemporaries and stuff like that. But I just want to know, like, what's your guys' perspective of J Cole? Like, what do you feel like? We we kind of touched on it a little bit, but like maybe Q and Brandon, like, what do you feel like his mindset is, like, off of this project? Like, what do y'all think? Mm. Like I like his I feel like his mindset was just it, it's interesting that you say he recorded this in Cal because I had no idea he recorded this in LA. Um, I thought he was at least like home because the the project is just like a, if I was from the Ville I'd be like yo you know it sounds like 
this is a Ville project. It doesn't sound like he recorded anywhere else. And as an artist, it's kind of hard to kind of keep, yeah, you know, if you want your music to be about back home, but you like in Canada or something like that, it's kind of hard to like have it sound like it is back home. Um, Cause you got, you got so much stuff going on. Obviously you probably going to be out. You got different environments, different sites. So that's going to change your perspective when you write. So for him to still maintain it and being like, it still have a real vibe. Cause it doesn't sound like a, a Cali uh, West coast, like um, album at all. So for him, it's still like, my, even though I'm here right now, my mind is still on home. It's just amazing. Like I, I, that's just brilliant. He's just a he's a crazy artist. Like his pen is just insane for him to be able to do that. Bruh. It sounds like he's writing a love letter. Honestly, like he's in L. A. writing a love yeah. letter. Yeah. Like right, like to right home. home. Yeah. He's kind of like putting like Fayetteville as the girl. Like. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it, I got that. Just listening to "Love Yours," I feel like "Love Yours" basically encompasses what he's trying to get off with this album. He's just really writing home, like yeah. checking on my people's. Like, yeah, I remember when this had happened. You remember that old girl back with wet dreams? That's like, crazy. Like, I know I'm supposed. To, I know I'm out here. I know I'm doing my thing out here, but I can't I wait. Ain't, I ain't forgot about I you. Can't, yeah. I can't wait to get back home. Bro, he's insane. He could do that. That's I crazy. think we have to. I think we have to also touch on. I don't know if y'all boys remember or not. This album did not have hardly any promotion. I don't it know didn't this. Yeah. at all. This album, this, like they, they literally was like, "Hey, Cole dropped it." They just dropped it. What? Yeah. <laughs> like this had no promotion, yeah. no singles, and Tough. and this album is triple platinum, bro. The only thing I'll say to that, it, uh, it dropped. I don't think it had singles. Mm. No, I didn't have any singles. It, I don't think it like had when singles, he dropped it, he just so. dropped it. He just dropped it. If I'm yeah. pretty like I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember correctly because he announced that he was dropping the album and everyone was like, yeah. what? Yeah. And then that's <laughs> I think it was like it spent like three weeks or something like that. That's crazy. Like it wasn't it wasn't like no long time. Like you know how confident you gotta be in your project to not promote it, bro. She like, like Cole might even been at a point where he didn't care. I feel like this is the point where he was just like, I'm gonna just say my truth. I'm just say how I feel. Like however you receive it, like whatever. But like I'm just glad I said it. I feel like he's at this mindset now because he's always evolving in his music. Like I feel like sideline story, you know, young guy in the game, born centered. Okay, I'm a little conscientious. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, 2014 Forest Hill drives. It's like. Like, I, I recognize what I want, and I kind of want to get back there. He's like, he's he's like, it's like he's already packing his bags. When I'm gonna love yours, he's packing his bags. And tw- bags are already packed. Before your eyes only, he's home. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <You gotta> <laughs> Bro, I don't know if y'all uh y'all notice or not. I don't know because you know Cole always say Vietnam. Yeah. He always say that. But do y'all actually like know the reason why Fayetteville is nicknamed Vietnam? Hey, drop it to us. Only because I feel like this is, I feel like this is kind of dope, and I feel like because yeah. I always wondered like why he why why he, like, why he saying Vietnam? Even when I was young, when I was listening to him, like what is Vietnam? Like what is that? I don't want to go there. Like what is he saying? Like, <laughs> is that the real name of Florida? Why I'm like, like he's just nicknaming that. So apparently, don't quote me if I'm wrong, I'm wrong on this. I'm, that, this is just what I seen a little bit of my you know I was doing a little research. Yes, sir. But Fayetteville, I mean, it's a military town. I always knew that. I yeah. think uh, Fort Bragg is in uh, Fayetteville. Yeah, somewhere. Some, yeah, somewhere. But uh, they said back in the Vietnam War, they were shipping up. When the Vietnam War was over, mm-hmm. 
That's the only war we lost, by the way. I don't know if y'all, a lot of y'all know that. <laughs> Look, we don't like, they don't like to put that in the history book. They don't like to put that in the history book. They don't put that in the history book. We definitely went over there and got our eyes cut. But it, it was, they shipped a lot of soldiers back to Fayetteville. Yeah, and dispersed them from there? Yeah, they just shipped like a lot back like when uh, like once the war was over or whatnot. Yeah. So like Fayetteville, like, as time went on, like of course, like violence, like gun violence, of course, yeah. like that. They just nicknamed it Vietnam because... Wow. I thought that's kind of cool. That's tough. That's definitely tough. Yeah, I was trying to figure that out, too, because um, I know back in the day, like, when the Bronx was, like, crazy, crazy, they used to call it Little Vietnam, but I was trying Jeez. to figure out why he, he used to call um, Fayetteville um, Vietnam, too. I didn't know that. That's, a, that's interesting. Yeah, facts. I think we have to also give credit to the fact that J. Cole, it's almost like J. Cole never lives in the present moment. Like, we already mm-hmm. touched on, like, how he always looks back or he's always like looking ahead i know a lot of there's a saying where they say if you look in the past it gets you depressed and if you look in the future it gives you anxiety but i feel like j cole kind of gets rid of all those stigmas and he still gives us something to where we can still look at both our past and our present and still like take something away from that can be beautiful i feel like this album is a perfect depiction of that like He's talking about his past, or his upbringing, and stuff like that. And he directly goes into like how he's reflecting on that and what he like. I'm not gonna say he gives us a glimpse of the future because after this album, like Sean said, we didn't know how he was gonna top it. So he really like gave a lot of ambiguity when it came to like the future of Cole. But I don't recollect him talking anything in the present tense about what he's doing currently, what he like trying to like work on and stuff like that. It's always a reflective piece, or it's always kind of something like, I want the people to hear this so they can move on with their lives and take something away from it so they know how to live better with it. So I just think that's really impressive how J. Cole never speaks in the present tense when he in his raps. Bro, I honestly feel like by the time J. Cole has put it out for us to hear, he's already past that. <laughs> like, he's already yeah. on to the next thing. So, like, oh, yeah, I've been to that. Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Like, me and Shawty straight. Like, hope y'all appreciate it. No cap. <laughs> And then just the song that really stuck out to me as well, uh, Fire Squad. It's bad enough when you don't win a Grammy off of something that you feel like you should have won a Grammy for. And he kind of references the 2013 Grammys as um, Macklemore won Rap Album of the Year. But there are also albums that dropped that same year, like Good Kid, Mad City. Nothing was the same dropped that same year. Magna Carta, Holy Grail dropped that same year as well. And you telling me... Macklemore won album of the year. Like, there's politics on, though, and the, and the Grammys no. is wrong for that. It's a lot of politics with the Grammys, and that's why I don't I don't like the Grammys. Um, because there's like a lot of like thing I didn't realize until I was like listening to like Joe Budden and just researching it myself. You got to do like little concerts that lead up to the Grammys and kind of be in a certain rooms with these people who make votes. Otherwise, they're not gonna listen to the albums at all. They don't listen to the albums. They, it's just all like politics. So. I hate that Malcolm won one just because of one single that he put out. Because his album, it was okay, but it wasn't, I don't think it was worth, like, winning that award, honestly. I I can't name you one song off that album right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, but you'll, you'll know it if it plays, though. But my thing about yeah. that is, it, like, they only gave him rap album because he was rapping. But the content of the music itself is definitely, like, some pop music. It's, like, some uplifting pop music. He's just rapping, so... I don't know, man. The Grammys have never been something I really paid attention to, unless maybe somebody I like won, actually. But, like, I just don't really hold a lot of stock in them. 
and they've really been pissing me off these last few years. They didn't acknowledge the weekend. They gave Todd the creator the wrong award. Definitely. It's just like, yeah, yeah. like, what more do we need to, I don't know. And I really, I think Kanye was talking about, like, if we all, I think he said if me, Drake, uh, Cole, Kendrick all get in one room, like, we can really make some magic happen. But Kanye probably shouldn't be the one to lead that enterprise. Definitely not. <laughs> he definitely, be, of course they can make some magic that's like that's not yeah. saying nothing. Kanye West needs to be in the other room if they're in one room. That's the only way that's gonna work. Nah, the kind of wrap up the point I was making, um, as far as like the Grammys. Like he dropped this in twenty fourteen and the Grammys already happened like in twenty thirteen. So for Cole to still be upset a year later after this already happened, and this didn't even affect him, like he was not affected by this Grammy. Uh, nomination as Grammy Award at all, but for him to like acknowledge the fact that yo, like y'all really dropped the ball on this one, I'm gonna really say something still a year later about it because you know y'all y'all shit on my people, y'all shit on the people that should have won. I feel like that just goes beyond like who Cole is. Like we all know Cole is not a selfish person, but for him to make a song about something that doesn't affect him at all, but still he knows it's an important topic to um to talk about. Cause we all know Cole has never been the one to shy away from the real stuff, like. Cole has been seen marching um, along protesters when something drastic happens in the world. Like, we see him drop all things. We see him take breaks in the middle of his concert to explain to people a story or something that he feel like the people need to know. Like, for example, I'm Love Yours when he went through that whole breakdown of how someone that was so rich had billions of dollars but was still the most miserable person on earth. But in comparison to someone who just had like a little family, like a close-in family that couldn't even afford tickets to his show probably, was more happier than a person that had all the means that had all the, like the women and stuff like that. Like Cole has always been the one to put other things above himself. And that's why you really can't hate him as a man or you can't hate him as an artist. So I think that's really another important point you have to look at too. When you talk about J Cole, Jermaine Cole. Honestly, for the people listening at home, if you're following us on this adventure, man, I really hope you're enjoying yourselves. Cause man, this content, this information, the music is all there for the taking. What more do we need to do? I just want to. There's a couple of lyrics that just stick off my attention, where I just get my attention. You know, I'm kind of like a big lyrical guy. If you follow my Instagram or whatnot, my Twitter. And Fire Squad, when he says, Other half of you fry too high to actually fly, like he's putting on a double entendre, if I had to say, about how a lot of people, a lot of rappers even, probably like waste their time, you know, doing the stuff that rappers would do but they never reach their full potential because they're either wasting their money on drugs or they're wasting their money on women or just doing other stuff that is not productive to really what really what they want to do. So that, that like, too high to actually fly, like, come on, like, if you think about high as being a literal sense, like, you think about it, like, being elevated to a position where, like, you can, like, better yourself. But he's talking about high in a sense where, like, you're using some drugs or, like, using these antidepressants or whatever you do to escape was really you know, going to keep you grounded. Like, you see, I like the high kind of like brings back to him being grounded. Like, he's literally like drawing a parallel between that. And honestly, like, I could write a whole book about what love yours means to me in a literal sense because I know me and Sean have talked about this several times. Like, bro, like, there's always going to be a better female. There's always going to be a faster car. There's always going to be something more than what you got currently. But you're never going to appreciate it if you're always looking at the things that attract you more than what you're looking at right now like a lot of people say the grass is greener on the other side but a lot of people also say the grass is greener where you water it at so i feel like that kind of 
ties into like his whole thing, his whole thing of like what is really love and happiness and there's no definition of it love and happiness is what you love and what makes you happy at the end of the day so oh, you're just, right now you're spirit. no cap no cap right. i would i would say that and o3 adolescence bro like Bro, Cole really just in love with the baddest girl in the city. I wish I knew her. I wish I was, wasn't so shy. I wish I was a bit more fly. Like, that's stuff every guy has said. Ball player, star player, I'm just watching from the side. Cole hooped in high school. Hope Cole wasn't on no sidelines. What did he talk like? You know what I'm saying? Like, he still reached out to that one person that feels like they probably can't relate. And like, look, I relate with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I just feel like that's different for somebody to be able to do that. Bro, it's really even both sides of the coin. Because even people that had that clout or had that energy, bro, like, there's something that they felt like they were lacking in. And I feel like Cole was able to say, like, it's okay to be vulnerable. Like, yeah. I'm vulnerable. So it's like, Cole, like Cole always said, like, he even though he was, like, probably hooping and stuff, in his eyes, he was on the sideline to the rap game. Right. Like, that's tough. It was a lot of other star players and ball players in his eyes. Like, these are the things you talk about hooping. Like, no, I ain't talking about that. That's different, bro. Man, anything? Look, anything else we need to, to touch on? Like, I feel, like, I feel like I don't even know how to end this. <laughs> I don't want to end it. No. <laughs> yeah, like it's Cole. I, I think it's just one of those artists. Um, I think a lot. We we've seen like a lot of artists pass away, uh, even recently. Um, and I think we got to start giving people their roses, man. Like, yeah. I, I mean, like, while they still can smell them, and I understand people got a certain issue with cold. They might say he's a misogynist and all this other stuff, but, like, you got to give, you got to give him his due. Like, you got to give him his due. It's, it's been long, long time. I mean, it, we give Drake his due, kind of, and we kind of give Kendrick his due, but, like, for us to not give Cole, like, his roses, it's kind of crazy because he, he, he deserves it. He really does. Nah, he deserves all that and more. Yeah. And to bring back your point about, you know, like if you just look at the recent events, you know, um, the thing with no name and stuff like that, and you define J. Cole by that one situation and everything that J. Cole's been doing up to this point, first of all, that whole situation was a misunderstanding. I'm not gonna go in yeah. detail about it because that was, you know, way back and I'm in the broad past that. That's now. another conversation. <laughs> But yeah, that's, that's that, conversation. <laughs> that situation does not define who J. Cole is. Like, he gave us all this good music, gave us all these lessons, stuff like that. And you're really gonna, not going to like this man because of a misunderstanding? Like, neither one of us were there. So, like, why are y'all tripping about something that doesn't even relate to y'all? But he's giving us all this other stuff that we can internalize. But, I mean, but, but like, it goes back to the saying, like, bad news always going to travel further than good news. Like, people don't like J. Cole because they may say he's boring or he doesn't. Uh, attract a certain audience or he's just too stagnant but at the end of the day bro like he's just who he is and you really have to appreciate him for like what he does for the rap game and honestly he he has to go down as one of the best to ever do it like there's no way to counteract that like if you say J. Cole is not the one if you say J. Cole is not the one not one of the ones that uh, that did the best way he could and did it you know coming from you know Vietnam and like making it to the rap industry and still talking about where he came from all in his career and discography, and he's still making music. Like, and doing just, it his way. Yeah, doing it his, his way. way. And putting other people on at the same time. Like, come on, bro. Bro, I can't forget that feature when Cole went on. That job was crazy. Sheesh. I didn't know if he was going to stop. Just, bro, when Cole <laughs> hopped up the, uh, the 21 a lot, bro, people was like, Ooh. all right. 
I think like the consensus is is that uh you know overall this panel and thinks uh I, well let me get your question first is this J Cole's uh, greatest album or do you feel like it's in discussion one or two? No, I think it's the greatest. I, I I think it's his best. I think it's his best. Uh, it's his best. Yeah. It's his best. Okay. Like, we just got I, at some point. I feel like we some people don't want to actually say what it really is. People are like well, Bar Center's a little bit better. Or Bar Center, like, but I feel like this is his best project because I feel like this moment in this project was Cole was working for all those years when he had the warm up, the cover sideline story where he hustling everything in New York where he was trying to get what he wants so bad and twenty fourteen Forest Hill Drive he finally made it. Yeah. Like he's there. Like hmm. that's that's really what I feel like when I get from this album. So I feel like he knew like when he the reason he didn't do promotion, he already knew this is my best project. That's so gotta far. be a good feeling in the this studio. Is, this is it. amazing. I already know it is. No promotion, no marketing, no none of that. I already know it's gonna be good. So I guess with that being said, if that speaks for everybody, would you guys be upset if he doesn't make an album? Like, let's let's say J. Cole continues to make a great album, but he doesn't make one on the same level as 2014 Forest Hill Drive. Would you guys be okay, or do you feel like he might be slighted a little bit? Mm, I, I mean, would. yes. Yeah. What uh... <laughs> you say? Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, nothing Nothing will ever be Forest Hill Drive again. Like, Sean's compared to the Trap Soul. Like, we're never going to get another Trap Soul. So, everything after this is not going to compare to Forest Hill Drive. Yeah. True. So, that's why, that's why I said, that's why I answered Eric's question. Like, he'll never make another one like this. And he's made albums after this, like KOD, For Your Eyes Only. And none of those even remotely compared to Forest Hill Drive. They're still good albums, though. But they're not in the conversation of being in the four wheel drive. Yeah, that's that's true. I think once you reach a certain point, like every album, every artist has one. Like um, you look at every discography, like a child called Quest. Like um, uh, I forgot what my favorite album from them was. Like their first album, but their third album is really like the timeless album that everybody talks about. Um, I don't think Summer Walker is gonna make another album better than Over It. I don't think Bryson Tiller is ever going to make uh, another Trap Soul. He's going to make good albums, same like Summer, but it's never going to be like what that one album was. And I, and I, I agree, like, KOD was good, but it's not, you know, 2014 Far So Drive. And I don't think he will make that. And even with his new album coming out, I wouldn't be mad if it doesn't get to that point just because he was in his bag for that album. And with anything with writing, you got to be in that moment. And if that moment, you know, is passed, you can't chase that moment. Facts. Yeah. You know, you live you live life. Stuff happens. Like, you might not even be with the same person you were with and you were making that song about that person. So it's like, you know, I, I like artists growing. Like, I, I love the growth of an artist. So I can't hold them for not making another album like that. Because you have to grow. Like, it's like, we all grow. We all move. We're not in the same, like, you know, situations that we were in before. So I'm looking forward to whenever the fallout, if that's what it's called, comes out mm -hmm. and seeing what he's going to talk about on, on this album. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't feel slightly. That's for real shit. Yeah, I think I've always, I know Cole always, it's all about the story to him. Yeah. And for each yeah. project, he, he focuses in and hones in on, Telling a specific story, right? So all the pro all of his projects, I'm, I'm gonna look at separately and differently. Thanks. But when you stack them up, you just gotta put this one 
at the top of the top. Like if this is like for nobody that don't really know J. Cole, they kinda know J. Cole, they know twenty fourteen Four Sale Drive. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this is this is a type of album that goes past even J. Cole. Like some 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 people probably don't even know J. Cole name but no certain songs on this album. Yeah. And like, oh yeah, yeah, I know him. Like, you know what I'm saying? But that's that's I just feel like it just had that that type of impact. I feel like everybody was tuned in to J. Cole when this when this album dropped. Cause he literally was just like, Yeah. I'm here, nigga. This is this was the album. He was like, I'm here. Yeah. Stop playing with me. And I can't even be mad y'all respect this, but just like you were saying, Brandon, like you gotta respect the fans. You gotta respect like the lyrics he's gonna break. And then he's a storyteller on top of that. You'll never run out of stories. No. And Cole is the right one to tell a story. You know what I'm saying? Like uh twenty one had Morgan Freeman uh giving his little on the on the the little album he did with the uh, Metro. Cole, yeah, like he's in that same back. So I I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised. Like I wouldn't be because that's just what I'm expecting. I'm expecting a storyteller to tell me stories. And um I'm actually kind of excited for the new album coming out. I'm, I'm not going to put any sort of like anticipation or hope or even just give it like a, just just like try to blow it up or anything. But I just know J. Cole. I know Jermaine. Definitely. And Jermaine going to bring it. He definitely going to bring it. He ain't going to play. And if it's way darker this time too. Woo! Oh, man. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's kind of funny. <clears throat> I just want to bring this last point up before we wrap it up. Like a lot of people gave him a lot of shit for a lot. Um, Even though y'all like praising it. But you know, Cole went on that whole thing about, you know, uh, double platinum, no features. Well, not triple platinum, no features. But a lot of people say he still didn't win a Grammy, though. So, like, he can't be. I'm just talking about what the haters were discussing. They said that he can't be that good of an artist if he has no Grammy, but he's still going, you know, platinum, yeah. no features. But yeah, a lot, a lot was the first Grammy nomination that he ever received. And it was because of a feature. So, a lot of people try to draw a parallel, like, where Cole, like, you know how we always just talk about, like, artists need like other help from other artists to like be great but a lot of people try to draw that parallel like you know j cole needs another artist to be great but they just really try to they were reaching they were reaching when they said that that's really what i'm trying to say like, that's being nominated like that's an award in itself like right. you didn't take home the physical award but not everybody gets to be nominated you know what i'm saying if you look that's at that true. class who he was nominated with for this album bro it was to pay a butterfly Sheesh. Magna Carta, Holy Grail. Um, nothing was the same. Like, mm. and those albums, all those albums age so well. It just yeah. really depends on a, the mood that you're in to listen to it. So, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Uh, that slide towards J Cole. Like, you just gotta understand, like, who he's going against. Like, J Cole is going against the top every single time. Like, even every if time. the album, if, like, something like KOD. Like, I don't think that's one of his stronger albums in his catalog. People are weighing and comparing it to other great albums that were around that time. I think it was 2018. Exactly. If you look at all the projects, KOD was hyped and just like as if KOD was one of the best albums of that year. And, and it's not and, and everybody's like, no, that album's trash. Is it? Kevin's Heart. Is it, it trash? Uh, Kevin's Heart. That song was yes. trash. Bro, I kind of went that we. Where is it? Where is it? No, 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 no. My bad, my bad. Hey, Q, you, you cut that part out. <laughs> Bro, but nah. I definitely, I definitely don't, bro. We we honestly gotta stop putting so much stock into the Grammy. Let's put stock into screaming. Like that, that a lot. That counts. That counts. Like, come on now. If you got a certain amount of niggas listening to your music, like let's just really look at the numbers and not the not these fake generated numbers. Cole the warners about that one time even. Uh, he, he did tell because some of you know some of these niggas be capped. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, definitely be capped. Really appreciate um. The time that Brandon has blessed us with to talk about this album. Um, he's sure. going to be here. Thank you. 
he's going to be here for a lot more um, album breakdowns, a lot more broken records. So, you know, just, just want to give a kudos, a major shout out for, you know, him allowing us, his presence, his expertise on music. So, um, you like that, man. <laughs> I appreciate y'all for real. Like, appreciate y'all. You know, you know, like I said, this was, uh, this was a very big pinnacle, I would say, in this J. Cole pack. And I'm glad we was able to get it off so well. I feel like we did a great job of doing I feel like nobody could, nobody's doing what we're doing right now. Nobody's doing it as well as we're doing. I can say that confidently without a doubt. Not trying to be arrogant or anything, but, you know, it's not a whole lot of Thank people that's breaking down. <laughs> but uh, it's your boy, Marquise Q, signing out. Um, make sure y'all stay in tune for the remaining of this patch. not going to be the last one. You know, share it out. Tell your people about it. Put one in the air. Put something in your cup. And just sit back and enjoy the ride. Sheesh. Hey, man, appreciate y'all for listening. If you're still listening right now, look, if you're still listening right now, you're fine. That's all I got to say right now. <laughs> Q, how long how long we been on right now? What's the, what's the, what's the minute mark, roughly? Uh, close to an hour. Close to an hour. Hey, if you're still listening right now, bro, just know you're a real one, bro. But now, definitely appreciate y'all listening. Definitely like, share, 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 share. We see, we see who all listen to the stuff. I don't know if y'all know that or not. <laughs> you know, we see how many people are listening. You know what I'm saying? So I see look, I might be wrong, but I feel like I feel like y'all really rock with us, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But so but so if y'all rock with us while you listening to a broken records or you listening to a podcast, just go ahead and share it real quick, you know what I'm saying, to the story. I ain't asking to get on the page, you know what I'm saying? But just do a quick little share just just so you can or tell a friend about where they if you're not going to share it, tell a friend about where it is. If you do that, look, I can rock with you. But other than that, ready to sign. That boy is holding the road. Stay out the way. Hey, man, I appreciate y'all for joining the journey with us. I ain't going to give no launch field, but just watch out for the next one. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be it's gonna be a great way to close it out. Definitely. It's your boy, Easy. Catch you on the next one. Peace.